Morning, everybody. His name was Simon Bar Jonah. Simon of John. Jesus would change his name and change his life. Changed his life and then changed his name to Peter. Peter was the one who, thought, who so thoughtlessly denied his friendship with Christ on the very day that Jesus was being led to a cross to be crucified. Mark 14, 72, the rooster crowed a second time and Peter remembered how Jesus had said to him, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Jesus was crucified. He died. He was buried. He rose from the dead. Mary Magdalene and Jesus' mother Mary and some others were gathered at the tomb and they were shocked when they got there. The stone was rolled away. Mark 16, 5 and entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, just over there, dressed in a white robe. And they were alarmed. Alarmed. What a nice word for being scared, spitless. Sorry, that wasn't good. And he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified, he has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him? But go and tell his disciples and Peter. Go tell the disciples and make sure Peter knows. Tell Peter for sure. There you will see him. Tell them that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. It was on the shores of that lake that Jesus restored Peter to wholeness. Three times he asked Peter. We shared this last week at Tony's installation. Three times he asked Peter, do you love me? Three times Peter declared his love for his teacher, his Lord and Savior. And it was there Jesus told Peter to tend his sheep, feed the flock, care for the church. Three denials, three absolutions, and one great command. Peter's mission for life was founded and grounded on three little words, feed my sheep. And his life was never the same because he did exactly what Jesus told him to do. He committed his life to it. And today he continues to tend the flock. All these years later, hundreds of years have passed, and we still are being fed by Peter, tended by his teaching. He continues to feed the sheep of Jesus. It is this restored and empowered apostle Peter who so effectively carries the gospel to thousands 
millions, and I want to say over the years, billions of people. Let's go back today to one of his first letters. You're going to hear the heart and mind of the fisherman and the shepherd. He was once called Simon, now known as Peter, the rock, the first one. Father, we thank you for Peter, for your work in his life, for the word that comes by your spirit through him. I pray that you would open our hearts today to hear what you have for us coming from that wonderful servant. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Following the resurrection, Peter and the other disciples and a whole lot of people were involved in the establishment of the church throughout the region of the Middle East. And along with the growth of the church came growing persecution. It was a problem to be a Christian. It was hard to be a Christian. Two things were being said. Jesus is the Son of God, the one true God. There is only one God above all others. That was a problem. And then the other part was Jesus is alive. That got these folks into all kinds of trouble. First with Rome, because you can't have just one God. You have to have a lot of gods so that everybody will be happy and get along. Well, here's this group saying, no, just one. The one true God. And that got them in trouble with Rome. And then the idea that Jesus is alive, that you've seen him, and that got him in trouble with their own religious and spiritual leaders, the Jewish teachers of the law. They couldn't have it. Both statements are true, and the church came under fire. Because of all this persecution and trouble, the church began to disperse It began to scatter all over the Middle East, up into Italy and across, even over to Spain and north, all the way to Norway. Not right away. The positive side of this scattering, though, is that the church continued to grow. The church is an amazing body because it grows almost best under persecution and trouble because it keeps dispersing. The positive side of scattering is continued growth in the church. More people heard the good news about Jesus. More came to faith. Life through the hearing of the word. And the word spread. And the persecution grew more deadly. It was hard. It was difficult to be a Christian. It was hard to be a church. People were imprisoned. They were martyred for their faith. We study the history of what motivated Peter to write these letters and what these people in the dispersion were going through. It's gruesome. They might lose hope. Many had fallen into despair, fear, hopelessness. 
Should we keep going? Does Jesus care? What should we do? So Peter, tending the flock and feeding his sheep, wrote letters to these people who were so scattered. The apostle Peter, from a heart filled with love for the Savior, filled with love for the one who had been so gracious to him, so forgiving, writes a beautiful series of letters of encouragement for the scattered. Do you feel like maybe we're living in an era kind of like that? We're kind of removed from some of the things that might have challenged the first century church, but we're not far removed. There is more persecution going on in this world today than ever. If you live in the right area, maybe we would call it the wrong area, persecution is rampant. People are suffering for their faith, and the church grows. You talk to a missionary from China, almost any missionary to China will tell you the same story that the church grows. Talk to someone who's been to the Soviet Union before it broke up, or today. How's the church doing? It's growing. But are you feeling today that we're living a little scattered, kind of, it's a hard time, life is challenging, it's so different, we wear masks all the time, we have we have warnings about staying away from each other. It's just really a difficult time. And, and I do not make light of this at all. People have died. People have gotten sick. There's all kinds of stories we need to pay attention to. So does that, what does that create in us, stress-wise? Do we lose hope? Are we, are we fearful? Discouraged, frustrated, troubled, doubtful, scared, angry, confused. Got word this week that a little, little boy here tested for COVID this week. Positive. Don't need to be alarmed about it, but the family is in quarantine. Uh, waiting for tests to be completed on them. We can become a little scattered. So Peter is writing to people way back then. I think he's writing for us today too. Our text for today is 1 Peter 1, starting at verse 1. Uh, I'm going to have the message version up on the screen. So if you follow along in your Bible, the what I read today will be quite different. Same message. I think this will connect pretty well as you follow along. I want you to hear words of hope today. Words of hope addressed to people eager for a positive word from the Lord in Peter's day and in ours. These words are, are for us. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. I, Peter, am an apostle on assignment by Jesus. Jesus the Messiah. 
writing to exile scattered to the four winds. Not one is missing, no one is forgotten. Then and now. No one is forgotten. You'll pardon me if I paraphrase the paraphrase. Okay? God the Father has his eye on each of you and has determined by the work of the Spirit to keep you obedient through the sacrifice of Jesus. May everything good from God be yours. Oh, just let that sink in. Just take it. What a God we have. And how fortunate we are to have him. This father of our master, Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. Including it, not just limited to it, but including it. And heaven is a long, long time. And the future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you'll have it all. Life healed and whole. I know a lot of us have aches and pains, lots of stuff going on. I'm going to go do a hospital visit right after the service today. Uh, one of our men has been in the hospital all week. That's just one of the more dramatic illustrations. What about you? Well, I'll share this again. I, uh, I don't know how old we're going to be when we get to heaven. What kind, of, what kind of body, what kind of glorified body that's spoken of in Scripture are we going to have in heaven? I'm hoping for about 23 years old. Not this. This is okay. Praise the Lord, we have our days as he gives them to us. Just something to think about. At verse 6, I know how great this makes you feel, these promises of God. Even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime, are you aggravated a little or a lot? Is life aggravating? You could probably make a list. It's just such a little while. Pure gold put in the fire comes out of it proved pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your gold, not your stuff that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. I love this. I love all of this, but I love this next part, I think, the most. You never saw him. Yet you love him. You still don't see him. Yet you trust him with laughter and singing. 
Uh, thank you for the music this morning, you guys. Oh, Because you kept on believing, you'll get what you're looking forward to. Total salvation. Total. From everything. Remember, these words are written by Peter hundreds of years ago for you today. I'm not even going to say us. For you. Well, and us. The prophets who told us this was coming asked a lot of questions about this gift of life that God was preparing full of questions the Messiah's spirit let them in on some of it (laughs) that the Messiah would experience suffering followed by glory they clamored to know who and when who who's that going to be And when will it happen? The prophets wanted to know. And all they were told was that they were serving you. You who by orders from heaven have now heard for yourselves through the Holy Spirit. The message of those prophets, prophecies fulfilled. We're part of that today. We look back on it, it's It's history. Jesus, and when? Now. Always now. Today. Do you realize how fortunate you are? (laughs) Angels would have given anything to be in on this. I, from time to time, I, I do know I get I don't know what to call it. Ridiculous? I'd give a left wing to know what this is all about. I don't know what they would give. They'd give anything to know the truth of this. And look at us today, worshiping week after week, get to go to young adult Bible study. I don't know how you define young. I might show up. Um, We have this freedom. We know. We look back on the history of it all. And we can look forward to the same future these people looked forward to. We're going to have it all. Healed and whole. Even while we're maybe a little aggravated. Call for patience. In these COVID-ravaged times... In this era of, can I say, absurd politics? Can I say it that way? We need to all be in prayer. Pray for the hope, the peace, the love, and the grace that only Christ can give. It's what Peter lived for the rest of his life and what he shares with us today. Grace of God. This beautiful letter to the scattered people of God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this grace to us. Words of life. Thank you for Peter and his obedience, for the words we have today. 
from your spirit to our hearts. Fill us, Lord, that we might truly say it is well. It is well with our souls. Thank you for this grace in Jesus' name. Amen.